Coming to you from the DTC. This is Ocean Drives with Jeffrey Herbert. It's sad, but I'd rather sleep in a car bed. Graham Briggs. What am I supposed to say? Stop making fun of my notes? And Alex Ball. Power wagon. <laughs> this just makes me laugh. And now your host, Jeffrey Herbert. Sort of OCN drives. I'm Jeff Herbert, and I'm with Alex Ball. And unfortunately, is not with us today. I think he's just out at a doctor's appointment. Yeah, something. something like I don't that. Know. Anyway, of course, Josh is here, um, keeping us hot. And uh, he's he. Josh always keeps me hot. I know, right? I'm always I'm always warm near Josh. You don't even need a f- stop it. <laughs> you don't even need a furnace in your house. Just invite Josh over. Anyway, uh, this podcast is brought to you by ourcommunitynow.com. Uh, where you can find more on our thoughts on cars, content, and what's hot in the community. Uh, if you like what you see here, be sure to subscribe to our channel and uh, ring the little bell to get notified of our latest videos. Uh, you have the option to be notified for occasional videos or all of them. So if you are on your phone, make sure you go into your settings and switch on the notifications. Uh, that's way you, That way you can get all the ridiculous car news you want and hear it here. Um, yeah, I think today's podcast is... Uh, Again, very loosely structured, because um, we're doing this kind of on a whim, yeah. uh, which is always a good thing. Uh, and I think uh, we actually we do actually have some things to talk about. Uh, not sure how much we mentioned it earlier, uh, but we did have a Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quadrifoglio, which I'd like to speak to a little bit at oh, some yeah. point, I just mean, because that car was we haven't stopped mind blowing. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, we also got our hands on a 2020. Ram 1500 uh, Longhorn Laramie, which is also spectacular is, yeah. in its own way. Magical. Yeah. So we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. I think, Alex, you have some some car news for us you <laughs> kind of want to mention? I don't think so. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm scanning the news for something. But, you know, Rivian is preparing their factory to actually start production. Not, And I guess it kind of sounds like that they're going to sell the trucks to the companies that bought them as well, like Ford. It was, I mean, it literally says they're ready. They're getting ready to sell Ford and Lincoln and Amazon uh, the truck. So maybe that means you'll be able to go to a Ford dealership and buy one of these, and you'll see these at a Ford dealership, and maybe they might even be branded Ford hmm, interesting. as well. And I don't know what Amazon, what that means. Oh, maybe you could buy a truck on Amazon. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But – um, but yeah, uh, Ford and Ford and Amazon own the big are the biggest stakeholders in uh, Rivian, um, which I think is the most exciting electric car currently to me. Mm. Like I think it's way more interesting than the the Taycan had me for a little bit, right? But then after reading about it and like hearing about it, I'm just like it's kind of a sh- crappy car. Like it's horribly inefficient, <laughs> just hor- which is the exact opposite. Of an electric car, which maybe makes it more supercarish than ever because it's worth it's terrible. Right. Let's see. But I, I kind of like that Porsche did that because, you know, people who are going to spend that much money on a Porsche shouldn't be buying either a Panamera yeah. or a Taycan. Yeah, at least there's an option now. <laughs> it, but, uh, it, I mean, it it's an easy way it's just to ba- tell the world that us as car guys, we're probably not going to like you. It's just baffling. Just the, the whole take on is baffling to me because it's a four door, which is not Porsche at all. They have four doors, but they're everyone's least favorite Porsches, other than well, in, th- sub- in our circles, other yeah. than suburban moms. 
and and wealthy businessmen, I guess, would probably be the Panamera market who don't want an SUV but still have kids. Yeah. Oh, this is coming from a guy who has openly said you would drive a Cayenne. Yeah, I too. would. So, well, speaking you know, of four-door Porsches. I kind of appreciate that one. <laughs> really, Alex? Is that what you appreciate and about the yeah, Porsche? Yeah. But no, the Taycan's <laughs> just always been weird to me. Like, it was weird to me that they decided to do a four-door because I think everyone would have been a thousand times more excited for, like, just a 911E would have oh, just yeah. been sick. And then it came out that it's heavier than my F-150, like, by a chunk, like it's, which is insane. Right. It's, like, 1,500 to 2,000 pounds heavier than the Tesla competitor, which is, that's insane. Yeah, like that's crazy. And because it's so heavy and because its batteries are just not as efficient as Tesla, it's just it's just not good. Like it's like its range is way less than it should be at that weight. Like if Tesla made an equivalent weight car um mm. to the Taycan, it would be like an 800 range car and the Taycan has 200 miles of right. range. Like that's insane. Like that's just it's horrible. Right. And I think if if Graham were here, he might argue that Porsche was trying to build a car that was going to be reliable over the long term. Um, that's one thing we haven't really experienced too much with electric cars um, is like, are they like iPhones in that, you know, after a couple of years, the batteries are just terrible and you always yeah. have to be tethered. Well, people are already to a people charger. already have issues with weather. Um, people who live in colder climates, their range is drastically reduced. Um, and likewise, if you're in a warmer climate, your range might actually be better. And that so and Tesla's had a lot of issues with uh with cold weather. Like, you know, they have the fancy door handles that pop out. Oh right. Those get iced up and don't work, <laughs> so people can't get in their cars. They actually have an ice mode now where they overclock the motor that does oh, that. Oh my lord. And it breaks the ice, but it like it's all so strong that it can like break your hand too. <laughs> Wouldn't it be simpler just to have like a, a door normal, handle? A door yeah. handle. Yeah. But but Jeff, that's not like the future. Oh, sorry. So we that, have to overcomplicate so that solution, everything. That solution is just funny to me. Um, but yeah, I know. I'm I'm excited about electric cars. I think people are getting there. I think Tesla one of the things I like about Tesla, but is also one of the most frustrating things about Tesla, is that, that at least they're willing to try. Hey, let's make a new door handle. It'll be really cool. People will like it. And then, like, they release it, and they're like, oh, crap, this door handle is garbage for for a fourth of the country and huge amounts of the world that live in the frozen tundras. Brutal. Yeah. But at least, like, I think at least Tesla's willing to try, which I appreciate. Um, and even, like, Though we all think the Cybertruck is heinously ugly, especially when you compare it to the mm. Rivian, that the Rivian's not exciting looking. It's pretty just like that's a truck. It's it is more conservative, but, but it's it's, it's conservative, yeah. Where Tesla's just like screw it, we're gonna make something wacky. We'll see what happens. So at least at least someone's willing to do it. Where other car companies, there are other examples of you know at least Dodge is willing to put the stupidest engine ever made in, in different cars. So there are other examples in the car industry of like, hey, let's take a risk. Let's make a 700 horsepower engine and let's just start putting it in cars that it fits in. <laughs> yeah, that's Which true. Is, so, th so there's other examples, um, but then there's plenty of examples of of companies that just don't do anything, like Toyota, like Nissan. And for Toyota, it's working. For Nissan, they're probably going they're going bankrupt this year. Probably <laughs> that's kind of been the Ooh, yeah. talk of the industry this year is that Nissan is probably going away, or they're just going to get bought out and be saved. But like. 
if they just continue on what they're doing now, they're going out of business. Right, right. Well, I hope that a new GTR graces us sometime the, in the future. They have said that they are building a new GTR and they're building a new Nismo. Excellent. So, and they're coming out with a new uh, 370Z. Yeah. I think that's being redesign, yeah. redesigned. So, so I so, love the Z cars. So, you know, they're trying. Again, they've recognized that they're boring. Toyota gets to kind of gets a free slide because they're boring, but we accept it. And we a lot of people appreciate it because it's like, hey, at least there's a brand I can buy that's going to last forever. Yeah, um, that's true. So I don't, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that we have at least one brand in the planet that's like, we're just not going to change and we're going to guarantee that if you <laughs> buy a car from us, it's just going to work. Because there are tons of brands. The which, anti-Tesla yeah, is there's, Toyota. There's tons of brands that are like, uh, I don't know, I mean, it might work for three or four years, which I mean, kind of, you know, be jabs into a slide into the Alfa Romeo, <laughs> hey. which is fantastic car, but... <laughs> Watch what you say or you're not going to be on this podcast <laughs> in the next episode. Yeah, funny. <laughs> um, um, it's true, though. But here's my question with electric cars. Um, okay, a few things. Number one, they're not as complex as internal combustion cars as far as. Um, mechanically, there's certainly less parts. But I don't necessarily agree that they're less complex, especially from a software standpoint. They're significantly more complex. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're certainly not controlling a mini explosion in your car right, anymore. Right, right. Um, so my argument is that it's not that hard to make golf carts. Sure. We have been making golf carts for a lot of years. And, you know, a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of hype around Tesla's self-driving technology, which, um, yeah, it's exciting. But when you kind of look at the facts, that's all software though, and honestly, that software could be moved into an F one fifty. Oh yeah, and, it well, would, and there's multiple companies out there. It would be just it. as good. Yeah, actually, a lot of people say the industry standard. I don't know if they ever include Tesla, but at least for internal combustion engine cars, the industry standard of self driving is uh, Kia and uh, what's the really what's the other company? Kia and Hyundai. Hyundai, yeah, Kia Hyundai. They have the best self driving, which is interesting because they. They're, they're said to have the best self-driving. They're said to have either the best or at least tied with uh, infotainment. infotainment. Uh -huh. they're, they're either as good or better than the Uconnect from Dodge. Wow. Which is g great. And it's, so it's like it's kind of this weird brand where it's like I don't, I don't think it's ever crossed my mind to go look at a Kia. But it's like everyone keeps saying these cars are great. <laughs> and they can manufacture <laughs> them cheap. affordably. Yeah. And they're like, fairly we've got reliable. The we've got the best infotainment. We've got the best self-driving from at least gas cars. Um, and we're cheaper than most people. Oh, definitely. So it's like they have a good range well, too, where you can spend ten thousand dollars and you can spend forty thousand on a no, toy I, ride. You can go higher. Um, but but like a what is it? A Genesis. Which oh is, yeah, the Genesis. Yeah, the Genesis. Brand. They have they have ones that go up to like eighty for it's like true. a nice one. And that's that's crazy to think about because a wiser fellow than myself once said, "Sell to the classes, eat with the masses." Yeah. <laughs> Sell to the masses, eat with the classes. Yeah. And like I said, it's if Kia has all of those points down and they decide to start making golf carts, watch out Tesla. Yeah. Hey, maybe it's a good investment now. Well, uh, I, if they're brand, you I know, if they can I, kind of align their brand correctly, which I, th I think it's possible. They, that could be the electric Model T. We could see it come from Korea. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, in fairness, the electric mm -hmm. Model T has already happened. Well, that's true. Well, in whether fact, be, electric cars aren't even new; they've been yeah, around. They've since been around like for a 1800s. long time. But even if you had to give it to someone, Tesla technically is 
they're the first people to make no, it successful. No, like fully electric car. I, I mean, they're they're r- relatively successful, but they're not they're not affordable by everybody's standards. The brilliance of the Model T is that Henry Ford, yeah, made it affordable, along with um, the Dodge brothers and Walter P. Chrysler, were able to uh, make the manufacturing process so uh, efficient that the Ford Model T could be afforded by not only the people that work at Ford, but uh, by your average American. Mm-hmm. And although the Model 3 kind of comes in at 40 grand with the subsidy, I don't know, 40 to 50 grand is is reasonable for, I mean, for that's some like, people. That's but, like a, depending that's on your a, pay, that's, that's a lot of yeah, money for It's a like car. a mid to expensive car, like where it's like, it's luxury. That's a luxury priced car like what yeah and yes i know luxury is a really loose term because you can also spend a million dollars on a car but that's different it's like just having like this is a really nice car i paid 40 to fifty thousand. that's you're spending money that you didn't have to because you could go buy a fifteen thousand dollar kia and be perfectly happy yeah and Um, arguably have not that much worse of an impact on the environment (laughs) even yeah but we're not going to get into that. Yeah. So no, I think I think Tesla is probably already sweating bullets about other car companies getting into it. You know, Ford and Amazon. Anytime Amazon says we're going to get part of this industry, <laughs> everyone panics <laughs> because Amazon has yet to fail to not just destroy an in- industry. Right. Well, but, except for the fact that Tesla is now somehow the most valuable car company in the world, yeah. according to Wall Street. I mean, that's crazy. But, which is, yeah, which is nuts. Part of um, that is they're just rating it because they – really are the ones that are pushing a lot of technology that no one else is so that they're getting evaluated because they are the most future looking. And and when you evaluate companies and you look at Ford versus Tesla, yes, Ford is a bigger company. Yes. Ford over sells its entire a lot life more cars sells way more cars is more financially successful, has better supply chain management, yeah. better like quality. Ford, yeah. So in every right Ford is a better company, but, Tesla's doing things that people care about, where Ford is just building F-150s. <laughs> right. But which he, is which is an incredibly short-term thing because gas is not going to be cheap forever, which is, again, I think why Tesla gets such a big evaluation versus someone like Ford. It's Ford's almost Ford's entire business is based on hoping gas is cheap. It's, so it's Honestly, like, I think it will be. You think gas is just going to stay it, cheap? In our lifetime. It's never going to go back if, up? It's going to be, I think, if we make a move to electric cars, it's not going to be out of economic necessity. Yeah. Um, it, unless they can produce them so cheaply and make them so efficient that it is more advantageous to operate an electric car. And in some cases, um, you know, that's, that's already suggesting mm-hmm. it could be the case. Uh, but as far as I think petroleum goes, um, I still have friends in the industry and uh, yeah, our surpluses are just beyond uh, imaginable. Um, just because you know, West Texas oil, unconventional oil field plays. Those guys are doing 30, 40 stage fracks, and mm-hmm. gosh, there's just so much oil down there. In fact, that's why um, I think that's uh, what it upsets essentially OPEC and other people interested. Um, in that in that realm, and they essentially flood the market every so often, just to bring the uh, price of oil down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that way they can kind of like put the squeeze on American producers. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's just what. If I think. anything, if gas does manage to stay cheap all the way through electric cars Agreed, replacing Josh. them, one thing I do think that could happen, and I think should happen, is that they should just start 
artificially increasing the price of gas to get people out of gas cars. If it's like the way the world's going to so move. Ta- are you suggesting increasing taxes? Yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it. You tax the thing. That's how taxes are supposed to work. Yeah, you're definitely not on the next yeah. podcast. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> That's how that's how taxes are supposed to work. You're supposed to tax the things that you don't want people to do. Like you tax tobacco, you tax um, alcohol, um, right? And and you don't tax people saving money and stuff. That's how taxes are supposed to work. So mm. if we mm-hmm. do want to get people off of gas and into electric, if that is the future that holds, then that's what's going to have to happen. If, if people are just going to be like, "Well, gas is cheap, so I'm going to keep driving my." earth destroying power wagon right <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like me <laughs> but but <clears throat> but i mean that's just how governments are gonna have to do it because that's how governments have always done it right and it's you know how, how do we get people to stop smoking well let's just make a pack of cigarettes twenty dollars oh you're, they're gonna <laughs> and it worked but there's i i can't i hardly ever see people smoking and the, and if i do see people smoking it's like small groups of like the saddest looking people on earth <laughs> so oh, that is not you don't go to enough concerts mate yeah you also don't go out to so true anyway um yeah and we'll see i mean there's no denying that that a lot of times uh that climate change is real yeah let's face it it is as an automotive enthusiast um you know i i I never want to give up my internal combustion car it actually however there's a way to like invest in a a way to uh, remove carbon from the atmosphere i'm Mm -hmm. more than happy to um to help whether it's you know a carbon sink of some sort yeah. or like I think it's a I, it's an unfortunate challenge but I think you know my thought about um, innovation has always been that humans innovate better when there's an actual challenge versus just like a not mm. a problem so make it great kind of thing um, so I think you know in a terrible way cars are just gonna get better because there is this looming we're all gonna die. <laughs> Um, thing well. so so if we really do <laughs> want to keep internal combustion engines, I think they're just going to get us better, just like more efficient, um, and, and, and stick around for as long as you know people are willing to put the money right. into making them. Because there's you know we're never gonna we're not even close to our potential of making a perfect engine. Like we're just not. That's true. They're uh, internal combustion engines are like, highly inefficient yeah. in engineering terms. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think as long as engineers are going to get paid to make internal combustion engines better, they're just only ever going to keep getting better right. until we finally find something that's like, great, this is this is just what we're doing now. Sure. Because this is not good enough anymore. Right. Right. And and, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe we'll make engines so um, so efficient and be able to offset the what the car whatever carbon we're emitting and kind of get closer to a closed system and it's maybe not necessarily electric. It's yeah. just really, really efficient. Super high efficient. Um, ICEs yeah. with uh, companies. There's a, there's a company actually I just read about in Canada. Uh, the name escapes me, but they are actually able to um, remove carbon from the atmosphere and through a refining pro- like process uh, produce a combustible gasoline or diesel-like fuel Cool. at a price point of like $4 a gallon. Yeah. And... It's not 100% carbon neutral, mm-hmm. but um, it is. It's pretty close. And I'm like, that's that's awesome, especially for like you know car guys or guys like me who I just like the internal combustion engine the same way I like uh, mechanical watches. Yes, yeah. quartz ones are uh, technically more accurate, but there's just uh, you know 
There's something special. There yeah. is. There's there's beauty in a machine with so many moving parts that mm-hmm. work in symphony. Yeah. I think um, we can all we can all agree on, and I think that's a lot of what gives cars uh, their soul and a lot of their theater. If I have any uh, another complaint about electric cars is that they feel very um, digital and um, and we'll see like what the future brings. Um, but I, I like things that kind of have a little character and a little soul to them. Yeah, and that, I fear that's that definitely a car is like an iPhone. Like it's definitely electric. a problem that I don't know how the electric companies, electric car companies solve is that a significant portion of the population likes loud sounding vehicles. Yes. Like that's the literal reason that's why Harley Davidson them. is in business still. <laughs> they don't deserve to be in business. I love Harleys. I love how they look. I love how they sound. Ooh, they came out with a new electric motorcycle though that looks noise. No, that the uh it looks really flat tracky. Yeah. But they anyway. also they also just came out with my personal favorite, a new was it like 2300 cc uh, <laughs> engine that's bigger than my Miata 100, 100, 131 pound feet of torque and oh because it's Lord. a Harley that's going to be in their rev range I think Harley's typical full torque range is like 2 to 5000 okay which is like I'm, my bike has 100 pound feet of torque but I don't get that until 11000 rpm right. and that's why people like Harleys too is the torque right is Harleys are super torquey um, but they're they're kind of just like if you compare them to the rest of the industry's motorcycles, like even just Indian, Harleys are kind of the shittiest motorcycles. <laughs> like they're they're like you can argue, and you're big, uh, you're you're big on you know there's value in art uh, for a car and, and heritage, I think, and I, and I think yeah. Harley Davidson definitely checks that box off. Because um, honestly, when you say I ride a motorcycle, like ninety nine percent of the world just says, oh, you got you have a Harley. Like, right. And that's not just in the U.S. That's like Harley's huge, big in the world. Like people like Harleys. Um, so it's – Harley Movidsons. Yeah. So, But they <laughs> their bikes are too expensive. They're, they have no technology in them. They're starting to get technology. But like compared to like my BMW, my BMW looks like it's from the future next it's to true. a Harley Davidson. A, yeah. Like it looks like it's from a like cyberpunk video game compared you, to a Harley your Davidson. Your motorcycle makes – like a Model Three look like the first gen iPad, yeah, or iPod. So it's so so so, but there's so there's there's funny stuff like that. Um, what, it's true. What, like how how is the electric car companies going to do? And you know, there's already solutions of well, a lot of car companies because they have to get quieter for uh, regulations. More, more. Oh, look hey, who look up. who it is! Come, come on in. Come come hither, good friend. We still have a half hour, buddy. Yeah, come on in. He's refusing to come. Graham. In. Graham has arrived in the studio. He's refusing to come in, but he's refusing to join the show. Oh, he's oh, wait, wait, he's wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, he has to bring his stool in. <laughs> Graham has this weird like height complex going on. He's the shortest one out of us, but all three of At, us like, are six over six foot. feet. Yeah, and Graham's <laughs> just like, I don't like that. I'm one inch shorter than Jeff and seven inches shorter than Alex. <laughs> I have a Napoleon complex, right? Yeah. Hey, Graham. All of you guys are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I heard that actually Napoleon the was kind of don't average work because average someone curve stomped the uh, the headphones don't work. Oh. Someone curve stomped the power cord. Oh. It was me out of a fit of anger. No. Oh, right now I'm really staring at my phone. Yeah. It's a good one. Perfect. It's a good to stare <laughs> at. We were we we were talking earlier about how I can't how believe we're gonna do it for free. Uh, yeah. Anyway well, after that short break. Yeah. Thanks for uh, joining us, Graham. 
Oh, we're good oh, now. Now I'm okay. good. Okay, cool. awesome. Thanks for joining us, Graham. Oh, I appreciate um, it. Yeah, Alex and I, we were just kind of, uh, again, taking a bit of a, a random drive oh, uh, through like what's hot in the car community, and we just got done kind of talking about electric cars. And uh, But we also wanted to talk about uh, the Alfa Romeo that we had. Oh, yes. And also this Ram uh, Longhorn Laramie Ooh. that we have. So now that you're here to offer your commentary. Yes. Uh, because you did get a ride in the Alpha. Yeah. Um, I think this is an opportune moment to switch gears. My, oh yeah, to switch gears so, to the Alpha? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because um, actually you did, you rode in the Alpha and the Mercedes GLC 63 AMG. Yeah, I did. So my my view on it is this. I mean, both great cars, both both around the same. Talk in the mic grab. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I forgot that this is the one that I have to, like, slam my face into. Yeah. Um, but they're both great cars. They're both around the same price. They both are kind of trying to go after a similar type market. I think uh, I, I think, think they're completely different markets. You think so? Yeah. I, I mean, I do think that mm, the Mercedes is more like I, the, I, the Merce- mom. Yeah. Like, it's like the it's the mom car who got tricked into at the Mercedes dealership <laughs> to spend. Because the mom would be just as happy in just the Mercedes version of that car. Yeah. But it's like... But this one's nicer, and well, it's like, or it's like the car that the mom's gonna buy, but the husband wants an opinion too well, kind of car. Yeah, the, exactly. It reminds me of the I Mercedes. I think it was like early tens, two thousand ten, maybe two thousand eleven. They had that commercial for the the E sixty three with the mom, uh, who's a soccer mom, and she like stops at a at a stop sign, and then someone pulls up, and she's in a minivan, and then. She like takes off and gets gets her kid to like soccer practice super yeah. fast. I kind of just think this is an evolution of that. Just yeah, like, just a slight bit. Yeah, where the Alpha is more like the Alpha. The car. Alpha is a sports car, yeah. whereas and, the AMG is an SUV. It so, is a fast SUV, right? But and it is great, and I'm sure it'd be it is really fun on a track. But I think it's a daily driver. It is, it is a really good daily driver, and the Alpha is a proper sports car, which is a weird thing to say because it is—it's a crossover. Yeah. Yes, yes, agreed. Um, so I mean, I, I'm my big thing there is that um, is that the the Alpha has the you know it has the Ferrari engine in it that that I think is an interesting um, interesting play for it had Alpha. so much more character yeah, than definitely. the AMG. Which is it's fun. It's we always we always joke about it, and we I think all three of us agree that the worst part about the AMG is also the best part, which is that it's just too good. Right, right. Like there was nothing wrong it's with that car. Mm. Yeah, it was it was so well mannered, and it was like this is amazing, and mm. I would totally buy this, and I'm smiling right. the whole time, but it's like. I don't feel like I'm ever going to die at it, die which, is, yeah. <laughs> which we think of as a negative, but also it's a positive. Yeah. And let's face it, driving that Stelvio Quadrifoglio, oh. not only is it that wicked car, fast, That car was scary. It's staggeringly fast. Yeah. It sounds great, and it's beautiful. It's like a supermodel coming up to you and whispering a dirty joke in your ear. <laughs> That's how vulgar well, it is. Yeah, that Alfa Romeo. I mean, I know that happens to you all the time, Graham, <laughs> yeah. but... That Alpha, average Joe's like me. Yeah. That Alpha was just, it was so much more fun than the AMG. I don't think it was better. I think the engine could be the one thing you could say is better than the AMG. But that's kind of in a weird debate space yeah. where the AMG engine was still fantastic. It just wasn't as funny. And it wasn't as, there was, I, 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 
there's a we have a video that we haven't released, but we probably should of of Jeff and I going for a drive in that oh, Alpha. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think from the moment Jeff turned it on, I don't think we had stopped smiling until we like parked and then yeah. like for like 45 minutes after sitting at our desks we just we looked like the joker poisoned us mm-hmm. you know old cartoon reference that made us just smile <laughs> um because oh my god the alpha was so fun and it, it gave the thing that i liked about it was that it gave me the same experience or close to that i get on my motorcycle yeah which was that I don't feel particularly safe, especially with Jeff behind the wheel. <laughs> like this car is this car is so fast, and it doesn't seem like it's going to protect me in a crash. Yeah, I mean that that's my feeling about it. Is the Alpha is very it knows exactly what it is, yeah. and it doesn't have. I mean, it has a you know it has a little wiggle, and like when you put it in like the economy or whatever mode it was this whatever the, the yeah that basic lasted mode. about twenty seconds, and the basic <laughs> mode was like. I mean, it was fine, but it, it, it certainly it wasn't anything that it was It certainly special. could be a daily driver. Like, it absolutely tones itself down, and you don't feel like you're going to die when you put, put it, which is the same as yeah, my motorcycle. But, but I think the Mercedes had a better range. I feel like it's a better, like, comfort. It's on the better side of the others. The Mercedes? The it's, like, comfort... I, I didn't get to drive it, but I was in it enough when we messed with the drive modes where the engine characteristic didn't really feel like it changed in the modes. Like you just, it was just always a hundred percent. Oh, I think the engine characteristic. But, but it was like it was things like the suspension, the steering wheel, yes, the handling yeah, yeah. that drastically steering changed. Yeah. Where in the Alpha, yeah. the difference between like the eco mode and the sport mode yeah. was like this is not the same car. It was like Graham one beer in versus Graham ten percent. <laughs> oh, there's a big difference there. Graham, but I think Graham being a gentleman and Graham fighting an ATM. <laughs> True. Well, anyway, um, I think what you're kind of getting at though is that the Mercedes GLC sixty three AMG is more marriage material. Mm, yes. Whereas the uh, I would. That's a good point. Alpha hot, hot, is a hot forbidden take. affair. I think I would rather have the AMG if it was my only car. Like if oh, I had I'd to pick take one, I think I would take the AMG. I, the interior in the AMG was far and above nicer. Yeah, than yeah. The it's Alpha. world class. It in was the AMG incredible. And we didn't even have all the options ticked, so we were missing stuff, and we were still all blown away by the interior. And the Alpha's and the interior, tech. the Alpha's interior blew us away in that it's not that nice of an interior. <laughs> but no, it does I think have it's a nice very, architecture it's very to minimalistic. it. It's, it's yeah. super. It's a driver's car. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is a hundred percent. It is a hundred percent driver focused. Right, and and, and the back seat in which, the Alpha is, why, is small as yeah, all and, be, and the trunk space is a lot less. Yeah, so, which I is mean, which is why I'm totally comfortable saying the Alpha right. is a sports car. I'm like he's getting physical now. I'm <laughs> freaking Mike. I don't know what you're. It's not you. It's me. Ah, that's <laughs> what they all say. And that's what they all say. <laughs> okay, let's hope it sounds uh, better. Nothing. Our our studio I'm is nice. Studio is breaking. We're having some. I'm the short one. I love this. Some technical difficulties. True, Josh. You do bring the average height down quite a bit. Thank you. It's called a handicap. Ah. Uh, well, you know, it's all just genetics yeah. in the end. And if but, you're somebody who prides themselves on your genetics, well, um, <clears throat> there's a group for you. We're not I think, I, and that's that's a good 
segue uh let's get good into these cars please is don't that, talk about porsche next no 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 okay, i'm just God. talking about these two cars still and then we can we can wrap it up with yeah. all of our last thoughts is that basically I'm, I'm saying that these two cars definitely hold the genetics of their car companies i mean Truly alpha it is beautiful and then it is just it was it, the it alpha was, <laughs> was a prettier car yes. in every aspect other than if you consider an interior pretty um, right, but like I think the Alpha on the outside looked better. The, I actually the wheels on the Alpha were so sick. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I actually like the interior design a lot better I in agree. the Alpha. But I well, agree. Was, I it agree was, that Alpha the, only gave you what you need yeah. to have a modern car. Right. Like it still had heated seats. It had a heated steering wheel. It had an infotainment system. Oh, it wasn't the, like it was empty. Uh, which I'm actually, a, I think, would have made it even more funny right. if it was just nothing. <laughs> well, I'm just talking about the design itself, like yeah, the design, agree, like right. the features. Obviously, the Alcantara, check off on, on the Mercedes. I really, I really liked the Alcantara um, on the seat. that they did. They just in the whole Alpha. The whole yeah. Alpha was just like 100 percent Alcantara. The seats, the steering wheel, the dashboard. Well, there's the some leather. Greens. There's leather uh, on I the think, seat I too. Think, right? I think the ceiling was Alcantara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was nice. Whereas the Mercedes was just head to toe leather. Which is also really nice. The steering wheel has had some Alcantara yeah, it did. on it, though. Um, it did. But I agree with you, Graham. I think the architecture of the Alpha's interior is nicer. Yeah, the, and yeah, the design the and the styling is used nicer. But... And the build of the Mercedes is nicer. Which is funny because Mercedes, Mercedes uses a lot of parts for multiple cars. Like yeah. uh, a lot of those things on the, like, the door side for oh, like your... This is a yeah. great segue to the truck. Yeah, okay. Because we, we have some... Perfect. Compl- we Let's have some go. complaints. We love the truck, but there's some co- complaints and it's exactly because of that, of, of sharing parts. Uh, yep. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, overall... I liked the Alpha. I think you like the Alpha. Yeah, and Jeff liked the Alpha. But I'm I'm, I'm actually with you. Would you? I, I'm you, with you. Like on that. If it was my only, if, if car, I had one car, I'm yeah. taking the AMG. Yeah. If it could be my second car, I'm taking the Alpha. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm exactly. still taking the Alpha. It's still usable every day. No, yeah, we're not just, saying it's, it's just not. Racier. It's just it's just. But it's a daily driver of like I'm going to work every day, five days a week. Yeah. I just want to be comfortable. Like if you and, aren't and, willing and, to sacrifice a little <laughs> bit of comfort for everything I that is good and holy with cars I in am the world, willing to sacrifice a little bit of comfort, but it's not a little bit of comfort sacrifice between the AMG and the Alpha. Okay, it is in a your massive defense, amount of you're comfort. A big guy. Yeah. Also, those, those seats those were seats not great. Are for not me. built yeah, for you. Those seats were not great. Not. <laughs> but I thought the Alpha was extremely comfortable. Yeah, and I would. I oh, would, I'm not saying it's not comfortable. I'm just saying as a daily driver, I choose just just a little bit would take off the Mercedes. Should we Maybe ask the girls what they think about? <laughs> no, just no. kidding. They would <laughs> rather they would have someone pull up in an MG and be Hell yes. super excited about it and think yeah. it's like a really expensive car. All right, All right let's talk about our. Want to talk about that truck? Our current. Yeah, let's, talk <laughs> our about, current let's talk about that truck. Our, our current vehicle that we have from Fiat Chrysler, which is Jeff said, is the Ram mm. fifteen hundred uh, Laramie Longhorn. So the Longhorn is um, Lar- Laramie is kind of middle to higher end. Uh, spec of the Rams kind of it's like it's crossed over the affordable line pretty mm. much it's like it's leather it's got the technology but it's not as nice as the limited trucks um, uh, so kind of like if you're a Ford person I think the example would be a uh, it's also with an L what is it um, Lariat. Uh, Lariat yeah, yeah Lariat. it's the yeah. of a Lariat yeah. it's interesting that they both did that uh, but so the added part of the long and the Shel- Longhorn, Chevy's the LTZ yeah interesting so enough, so so the equivalent of um, – or what the Longhorn adds is that it is the kind of ranch edition 
um, of the truck, mm-hmm. which is brown leather, um, really nice stitching. Um, typically, they are um, uh, what, what was it? Not embossing, embroidering um, different stuff oh, into yeah. the seats. Embroidered. Like there's literally like, yeah. Longhorns in the truck because yep. that's what it's called. Uh, Ford has the same thing with the King Ranch, and Chevy has the same thing with the High Country. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're they're kind of just like trucks for rich farmers is kind of like what the market feels yeah. like or just someone who really appreciates uh, that style which i think i do jeff does i don't know about you graham uh, i mean i i can appreciate i, it, I totally can it because the only person to ever live in wyoming out of all of us is graham yeah. but the funny thing is like no ranger is gonna get this for the embroidering on the 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 seat itself i mean they're gonna it, get it it also just feels like it's funny it's a a it's like a nice truck that you would see like a foreman of a construction site on. Yeah. Like I mean, they're that's, not, that's, they're yeah. not in the, they're not really being not used in, for truck things. Yeah. Like it but, can no. be a truck like, Hey, we need help moving some wood. Like, cool. My or truck can do that. Trailer, yeah. Or you can tow a horse trailer. That's actually a horse trailer. Seems like it makes the most sense for me for yeah. a truck like this. Yeah. Probably. Like it's, it's an, it's a $72,000 truck that we have that's spec'd out. It starts at 53, I think is the Laramie Longhorn that we have. And they optioned about $20,000 yeah. worth of stuff, which is crazy. Uh, maybe, I don't know if the Longhorn is considered an option. So maybe I, uh, I'd have to relook at it. Yeah. We'll have to, I don't know if Longhorn further, is technically its own trim, trim or yeah. it's an option. Um, but God, it's nice. But, for twenty thousand dollars, there's a lot of stuff. If I don't I w- feel like I not for one second have I been sitting in it and been like, I don't think this is worth seventy two thousand. Oh, same. Like, like I've sat and like I mean, we were literally just talking about the Alpha and the AMG. Those were eighty, almost ninety thousand dollar cars. And again, I don't think any of us sat in and said, I don't think this is not worth it. Um, I think it's the same with this truck. It's very different, but it's like you sit in it, you drive around with it. It's got the optional uh, four corner air suspension, which is just magical. Um, you just like you just glide across the road. Um, you can raise and lower the ride height. It's got it it's got two has... inches of travel up and two inches of travel down, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That's great. Yeah, it's actually kind of nice. like if you are going to put something heavy in the bed and you want to lower the truck an inch or two. I mean, that yeah. makes sense Well, it's also, me. you can program it so when you unlock the car, it'll lower itself all the way down so it's mm-hmm. easier to get in. Because yeah. that's an issue for a lot of people, not for us, maybe for Josh, <laughs> 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 um, is that it's kind of hard to get in big trucks. Trucks have just kept getting bigger, and they really haven't solved the problem of getting in them. Like, they have the step rails. Those kind of help. Yeah. Um, in our case, we have the electronic step rails, which actually are think excellent. Are they are unnecessarily fancy, but they actually are very useful. And mm-hmm. because they uh, fold up, they can go way lower than the standard steps. Um, so it does make it a lot easier to get them. I think they're totally worth it. Like if you're getting a Same. truck and that is an option for your truck, I think you just get it. If you unless you're my height, who and then you don't need don't it. Need it yeah. But those electric steps actually are really really useful, um, especially if you're you know height impaired <laughs> to to get into or mobility impaired yeah or just mobility like impaired. or if you're older or something yeah that yeah makes sense. i think those electric steps are a, a godsend for a lot of people when it comes to owning a big truck um so i love it and then i love the interior i, I totally understand people who don't like it because it is a very specific like this is a tech a truck from texas it's very western chic. yeah we've yeah. got brown leather we've got wood like it's just like trying to give you that ranch style feel 
which I think it succeeds at, and I like. Yeah, so. and you gave me gruff for listening to country music in the in it the but other day. That's the only but thing you can listen to. Life's about context, Alex. Yeah, it's true. That's the only thing you can listen to in it, right? Yeah. What, did you guys get any? Was there anything additional on the outside that you? Got yeah, so there's like, some cool stuff. Um, so it does have the RAM boxes. Yeah, which nice. now, like, we yes. all know how Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love turns, the RAM boxes. It turns them into a 22 year old girl. Yes. Yeah, at a bar. Um, <laughs> but they are cool because it does have the 115 volt outlet in there, mm. so you can oh, yeah, char- you can charge your power tools as you're like driving around. No, the it's not really for charging. It's for you can use your power tools. I right. actually think it's a two forty, not a one fifteen. I'm pretty sure it's a one fifteen. We can place a bet on it. Oh, okay. Um, <coughs> Let's do it. But, but it's, it's cool it's actually, nonetheless. The reason it's so you can run stuff off it because the thing with power tools that people don't realize is that <laughs> they don't necessarily need a ton of power to work, but they need a lot of power to get started. So, like when you pull on a drill. If you were to put, if you were to map out the electricity use on it, mm. like ninety nine percent of the electricity use comes from like the first two seconds of you starting to spin it. But then once it's spinning, mm. it uses considerably less electricity. So you have to have high voltage to run these tools to get it to start spinning. Are we talking about physics here and inertia? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so that's why a lot. Of, it's almost all the trucks now. I think Josh. <laughs> Josh's truck has a, an outlet in the back that he can run power tools off of. Yeah. Um, or in a lot of cases, you see um, the companies more advertising that they can run lights. You can plug in a big right. lighting rig for a construction site on it. And that's because they're starting to use multiple batteries, right? Yeah. Multiple batteries. Yeah. Oh, a lot of these trucks, I don't think a lot of them have the option to get two batteries from the factory, but a lot of them have a second battery spot now Got it. Okay. um and yeah. some of that is for like tools and lighting um most of it is actually for plowing plowing yeah, um, yeah. For, for plows are again plows again going back to the physics plows Graham, take a tremendous amount of electricity to move up and down um and all that stuff and and angle um and that just drains your battery so anytime you see a plow truck on the road there's a Massive chance that they have a second battery. The angle is important when plowing. Exactly. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Couldn't couldn't help himself. Sorry, guys. Couldn't help myself. (laughs) It's not about the size of the plow. It's it's the motion of the ocean. Yeah. I saw some really weird plows. The commotion, rather. Uh, uh, A couple weeks ago, um, they had this plow I saw. it It had, like, multiple spots where it could fold in on itself. So it could, like curve more like this mm-hmm. it was really or it could go really wide out yeah that's really weird anyways see if it were if i was like rivian and i wanted to do like a marketing a tesla style marketing stunt i would just make a plow with flamethrowers on the front <laughs> they don't i mean that a, sounds a big, more, like, that sounds more like back. something tesla would do I know, that's rivian. why i said it yeah. would be a tesla like marketing yeah. stunt but i think i i think that rivian truck is actually way nicer looking than yeah, we talked. We talked about it. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry, we we got you. Gotcha. Okay, cool. <laughs> we adequately expressed your opinion. Thank you. Uh, in that realm, awesome. I feel like awesome. Um, Do you have any but, last things about the the? Yeah. Well, the yeah. There's line. um uh, a few other things I'd like to mention about it. Um, Alex and I we took it to lunch the other day, and he was telling me about um how it with the air suspension package, not only does it raise and lower the ride height. Uh, based on the, what the user inputs, but it'll automatically do it as you're driving to increase efficiency. So if you have 
have it in a high mode and you go over a certain speed, then obviously you're probably driving on the highway. So the truck will automatically lower itself to its mm -hmm. efficiency mode, which is kind of cool. And then um, as it does that, there are actually vents uh, inside the grill that'll close. Under the truck, it, ha it has flaps to redirect airflow. Um, so it just it decreases its drag efficiency on the highway. So it's so there's um, there's a couple kind of like modes with the air suspension. So there's an off road mode which is all the way up, so two inches up from standard ride height. Um, you can only use that under 35 miles an hour. If you go over 35, it drops you to the standard ride height, um, probably just for a safety thing. Um, and then you have the kind of the standard ride height, which is what you drive around just around town in. Um, and then it has a highway mode, which is once it, I think, I believe it's over 55 miles an hour, it'll drop you an inch, mm -hmm. um, for the fuel efficiency. And then it has a, um, kind of park and help you get in mode, which is it drops the truck two inches. Um, so you can get in a little easier. So that's kind of like the modes it has. Um, and I love them. I think, I think the off-road off -road one is a little like, hey, we're here. We might as well put it in. Mm -hmm. And same with getting in the truck, although I think the getting in the truck is more useful than the off-road off mode. <laughs> yeah. um, especially for, I think, the people who are buying it um, because it isn't an off-road truck at all. Like, again, it's a ranch truck. Right. So it's like it has, it has four-wheel drive. We had a four-wheel drive one. It wasn't, you know, the sacrilege two-wheel drive truck. Um, <laughs> I really like Ram. Um, and a couple oh, of the other know. brands have it. I like, but I like the auto uh, four wheel drive option. I think that's mm. just a cool thing where you're in two wheel drive, but the second it feels you slip, it throws you into four. So it's better for fuel mileage in a truck like that, because four wheel drive kills your fuel fuel mileage uh, pretty drastically. That's true. But, but overall, overall, yeah, super nice truck. Totally approve. Will not hesitate to recommend it. Yeah, like I would somebody, buy it. especially yeah. if you're a Dodge person, like. Pfft. Yeah, this thing is pretty much a Mercedes with a bed that can tow. Yeah. That's how nice it yeah. is. Yeah, it's got the six With the exception of some of the buttons, but yeah. it's forgivable so, so due to its we, capability. We mentioned it earlier, but uh, <laughs> no matter how nice the truck is, it doesn't matter if you buy a Tradesman, which is Ram's cheapest truck, or you buy Ram's Limited, which is their most expensive truck. There are some buttons in it that are just like disgraceful. Like the like your window operating buttons. The one of the things I noticed right away in the Laramie was the door handle to get in and out mm. was looked like it was nice aluminum, but you touched it and it was such like it was just not good plastic either. That it was just like ah, this probably from a lowly power wagon. Yeah, <laughs> listen, there are things oh, in the there's things in the power wagon that are really nice, and there are things in the power wagon that are just as bad because it's just a twenty five hundred at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it's things like that. I wish companies would put a little more effort in, which is where you get like you're going to get nicer buttons in a Mercedes. Mm. You're going right. to get you're going to get nicer buttons um, in 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 just nicer brand cars. But I kind of wish if I'm going to spend seventy to eighty thousand dollars on my truck that you know maybe you don't put in the penny buttons. Right. Like, and just pass the cost along to us. We said we're willing just to pay charge like me five hundred dollars more yeah, on that. Well, and I just mean, don't tell us you were we're driving a car anyway. that that had twenty almost twenty thousand dollars worth of options. Yeah. So oh. I mean <laughs> just add another five hundred dollars to that. Just don't to, even tell me it, yeah. as you're upgrading in the interior stuff. But it's just do it, it was it's it's you know and we're kind of joking about it because it doesn't really matter because the truck's still nice. Oh, but it is something great. that you do notice. Like you notice it 
pretty much right away where you're like, wow, this is all really nice. And then you're like, but what's happening over here? <laughs> it's like our podcast. One of these hosts is not like the other. Mm, well, we don't know which we one. We don't know is. which one yeah. you're talking about. I don't know either. <laughs> Josh is like, has a confused look. On but I think, I think it's, it's a been a really good <laughs> year for cars for us. Like we've yep. gotten really, Heck, yeah. really spectacular cars. There's been a few stinkers, but even then we're still happy to have it. So, well, like we've said, there's really, there are very few bad, bad cars. We, we haven't really gotten a bad car. There's just been really, really good really cars good and there's the just been price. really plain cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like we haven't gotten into a car and been like, I'd rather just go home in my, uh, my normal car. Like at least uh, the Fiat. Well, maybe, you maybe, the, maybe. Oh, my maybe, bad. I maybe didn't mean since you guys don't drive a Fiat, one of the best cars on the road, <laughs> you don't have those thoughts yeah, and feelings. Yeah, exactly. but. yeah, I think at least since I've been here, the Fiat has been the least inspiring car. Didn't, but still, it wasn't a bad. It was car. still fine. Did you it have, was still usable for uh, you know exactly it was a for the person who was yeah. Yeah, it was a commuter. Didn't you get a minivan? Or did we not get it? That was fantastic. The yeah. The Pacifica the, the, hybrid. Yeah. yeah. That car was hilarious. See, I never got to drive in that one. Oh either. my God. Dude, it was so fat. So my the title for that article that I came up with, and I don't know if our editor appreciated it so much, but <laughs> it was the 2020 Chrysler Pacifica hybrid minivan sips gas, hauls ass. Because <laughs> it did. It yeah, was, yeah. That's good. I would literally just pull out of like an intersection and mash the gas and that electric motors. Would just provide that instant torque, and it would just break the tires that, loose and just squeal the Pacifica, thing. Pacifica, that's a Chrysler, yeah, right? It's a Chrysler. Okay. okay. And plus, it, it was it was, it was really, really nice, nice on the inside. It had the Uconnect yeah. system. I think our only gripe with that car was that it still had the old school like um, gear it, selection it had, knob that it was had, laggy. It had mm. the first generation of knobs that they were putting in the cars, Ooh. which was when you turned it, like you Josh went from going park like this, to is, drive. Yeah, you would turn it, and yeah. it would be like one, two, three. Drive. Oh, oh, your it was your selector. <laughs> yeah, your the drive selector. selector. Like oh, it just it, like the light that would tell you which one you're, you're on in, yeah. would take a second or two to even tell you that which could one cause you're on. some issues for me. I'm I'm in so get in my car like, and yeah. like change it right away right yeah. into reverse no and you just don't know where you are yeah so it's yeah. just like and you don't even know if it actually like if the light's Recognize not there yeah, am, I yeah. sh am i shifted in i actually the weird thing is is if you did it right you were shifted in so you could go from drive to park if you could know the clicks right and the light so you would but the light wouldn't be there so mm -hmm. it's like can i go like so that was a really bad mm. knob i but, think it's safe to say one of our favorite cars one of our least favorite knobs yeah Whereas, whereas again, we have the Longhorn right now, the literal exact same knob, um, but just the second generation of it. Mm. Perfect. Mm. You turn it, it works. Um, it's not very truckish. That's kind of like it's like a weird thing that knob where it's like, especially in the Longhorn, it's like this is the man. That's like it feels like this is a really manly rancher work on the farm like luxury truck, which still to me feels like it would have a column shifter, but it's like, but here's this like kind of like dainty knob <laughs> hey i i don't mind a dainty knob i think it's luxurious i do prefer for selecting drive modes i do like the buttons as opposed to like what the the 2500 and the 3500 still have which is that uh, manual shifter oh, to yeah. get it into fourth gear or or get not fourth gear but get into four wheel drive or two wheel drive or four low um which, I mean, that's kind of fun. The Jeeps still have that. My uncle has a 2019 
uh, Wrangler little. Rubicon, and he's still no, yeah. he's still the Rubicons still have a manual. Really, I got to put it. You got to like yeah, rip it to get it to to, to gear. We had to. Oh, it's Arm Day, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they still do that. I think that's funny. I think I like it. I I believe the reason they still do that is because the the transfer case and just the transmission in general that re- that uses that is just a lot more heavy duty than the ones that you can do with buttons uh, to a certain extent. I'm going to say it's probably because Jeep enthusiasts, God bless them. Kind of like it. Want that feature. Yeah, I like, do know that's why they, like I Jeep. do know why the but, that's why the buttons haven't moved over to the 25 and 35 because the transmissions they have are way more heavy duty. Really? Um, in the, the full size trucks mm. than the, which is the 1500s have the new button selector and they have four auto that's one of the advantages of doing the button selector is it's all digital now so they can do a four auto whereas yeah. the manual you can't you can't do a four auto with a manual <laughs> transfer you, case. you know speaking of all, all this transmission talk and knobs and shifting and such i just came up with i think maybe a decent idea for like truck companies out there what if they came up with an option where you could put the shifter in such a way to where you could select re- drive and reverse like really easily like similar to how you know you can put things into a manual mode in other cars for people who plow, like Graham. Oh, just mm. have like a yes. selector to just like where 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 yeah. yeah. Because oh, I feel like I feel two. like if you're if you're towing with the knob or if you're plowing with the knob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're not Josh. trying to make these jokes. And Josh talks oh, the most disappointed. Dropping his father look. His hands. Yeah, plowing this with the knob. I mean, you're gonna have to. You're going back and forth as you're turning. Yeah. I, well, it's just less intuitive than the um, the column shifter. As yeah. Far well, as, like, I mean, which gear and, you're and be you in, kind of get kinda that like, in the like Ford does a, set, a center shifter on their nicer trucks. Their nicer trims have that center shifter, um, which I don't terribly love because it takes a lot of space out of the interior. Um, but you get that like in the Raptor, and I think Laramie or not Laramie, but uh, Lariat. And up in the Fords, they they take away the column shifter and go to like more of a traditional car shifter in the middle. Mm. Well, I'm thinking if it's anything electric, it doesn't really matter how you place the pattern. I mean, yeah, you can place right. the pattern however you want if it's electric. Yeah, you just so. have to be careful um, because there is a standard. There's an industry standard of like where park is, where drive well, we is. We don't have standards, Alex. He wants, he wants to break, <laughs> break those standards. Yeah, but... No, and I, I, there's 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 lots of cool stuff you get um, on certain trims or options in trucks that normal people don't usually have, um, and that you don't normally see just sitting at a, a lot at like True. a Ford dealership. Uh, but they do offer a lot of kind of neat, uh, especially if you start getting into like plow packages and stuff. They add a bunch of stuff, right? Um, that you normally wouldn't see. Um, Graham, do you have anything to say about plow packages? Mm. Not at the moment. At least buy that mic of beer first. Jesus, yeah. man. Well, I, I'm being told that I have to get right up in it. So, What, is Josh Michael. telling you that? Yes. And I listen God, to what him. A, what a weirdo. You fix it. <laughs> anyway, well, boys, I think that about uh, wraps up this episode. Sounds so, good. Josh, when, whenever you're ready. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but first... If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Ring the bell to get notified of our latest videos. You have the option to be notified for occasional videos or all of them. We prefer that you do all of them. Um, If you're on your phone, make sure you go into your settings and switch on the notifications. Um, That way we can annoy you. (laughs) All right, guys. We like doing that. Yeah. If we haven't done that enough, we can do it more for you. Um, Just want to give a huge shout out to Josh. He's been 
awesome in helping not only coach us, but keep the podcast alive. Yep. And uh, ourcommunitynow.com, where you can hear more on our thoughts on cars, culture, what's hot in the community, and other podcasts. So if you hate cars, go check out some of the other podcasts like Parental Composure. Uh, super candid, super funny, super honest look on parenting. Uh, double feature if you're into the whole Comic-Con thing, which yep. Alex secretly is, but he doesn't want us to say I'm on not secretly. I'm totally a nerd. I mean, those, <laughs> the Shriver sisters make me look like a jock, but, but I'm a nerd. <laughs> like... I always thought I was really dirty, and then I met those two, and I was like, I'm not even remotely close. You, they make you look like Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. In that realm. But, and then but that's also, why they're more popular than us. <laughs> and then also, my favorite podcast, because it's uh, absolutely uh, lewd and vulgar and fun in the, in the way that the alpha is, um, My Wife Hates This with our esteemed <laughs> Uh, colleagues Josh and Crosby want to hear more feel free to tailgate us on YouTube Spotify Apple Podcasts Red Circle and our community now I'm your host Jeff Herbert thanks for listening to another gasoline episode of OCN Drives peace Peace.